It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M. And today's episode, what would happen if two conferences had a round-robin type tournament in order to keep the 12-game football season alive? We'll be breaking down what conference it is and how that could play out. But before we begin, as always, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. At Mr. Cole Thompson, I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this show better, I will always take into consideration. We're on three to four days a week, and we love your feedback to make this show as quality and as polished as possible. So with your support, we're able to get that, and the only way I can is by following me at Mr. Cole Thompson. Secondly, at Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things related to the 12th man found in College Station, so give us a follow here at Locked on Aggies. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. If you can't do any of that, listen to us live on LockedOnPodcast.com. So, as many people know, the Big Ten came out last week and decided to say, we're only going to play conference games. There will only be eight games this year. As of right now, we will be taking out all of our non-conference games, and we will only be playing inside the Big Ten. Well, the Pac-12 followed very shortly after, saying they would be doing the exact same protocol. Why it is a bigger deal that the Pac-12 is doing it over the Big Ten is because it affects the SEC in two areas, and one being Texas A&M. Of course, the very first game of the season was going to be in Arlington as Alabama would take on the USC Trojans. But in week three, Colorado was going to travel down to Kyle Field and College Station to take on the Aggies. Now, recently on a podcast with Outkick the Coverage by Clay Travis, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, said that the league had not made a definite decision yet on moving to a conference-only schedule even as he admitted the current trends regarding the 2020 college football season still weren't moving in a positive direction. The opportunities will still be there, Sankey said, according to Clay Travis. We're not alone in having lost non-conference games because other conferences' decisions. All of these football programs have lost opportunities, are looking for games as well. The good news is that even though we have those two that have slipped away, there will still be opportunities for both Alabama and A&M to find other opponents that should move down the pathway. Travis later followed up asking if A&M or Alabama would be able to announce that since the schools nor the league must be involved directly in arranging games versus teams, so how would this go about? This is what Sankey replied with. We've talked about the interest, but I've not asked them Will you make the decision and when might that be announced? The honest, direct answer is I don't know when they'll make the decision and I don't know when they'll announce it, but I'm certain if they do add an additional game, it will happen. We will be hearing about it in the right time frame. So keep in mind that this really is going to be based off conference by conference. The Pac-12 has said, we're not going to play. Then you have the Big Ten saying, we're not going to play. The Big 12 still is in consideration. You also have the ACC still in consideration. And you have the SEC that has yet to make the announcement. For that September 5th game with Alabama, it's a lot easier to find an opponent. Because TCU, a very prominent school, 
could be in consideration if Arlington still were to go on. Think about it. TCU is in Fort Worth. Arlington is about an hour, 15-minute drive. The Horned Frogs were supposed to actually play against California that same weekend. So instead, now that the Pac-12 is sitting out, which features both USC and Cal, this could be an easy fix for Alabama. TCU could get on a bus, they could go play in Arlington, they could leave that morning, play that night, and drive back all within about a a three-and-a-half-hour time period round trip when you really break it down. Then you take, of course, the four hours to four or five hours to be at the stadium. Besides that, it's a very easy fix for one team. A&M's a little different. You have to try and figure out who would be a team that they could face off against. How would this be able to get done? Now, we mentioned earlier that if there was an all-SEC season, you could look at Missouri or Kentucky that weekend. Because both of them were going to be playing out-of-conference opponents, and I believe one of them was actually going to be a road trip. Now, the Week 2 game, that was a very easy fix. When A&M was supposed to be hosting North Texas, that would have been easier because Tennessee, who is not on A&M's schedule, was supposed to travel to Norman, Oklahoma. It's about six and a half hours south to go to College Station. You get an extra game in, you can play that one. You can't really do it on the flip side of things. So, finding a non-conference opponent at this moment is a lot tougher for A&M than I would say for Alabama, who both have to play against Pac-12 teams. However, let's just say that they are able to get this done. Let's just say that also everyone outside of the Power Five, including, let's just throw in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, say, we're not going to travel, we're not going to play against an opponent, we're not going to be play against anyone else, The only other conference right now that you could pair up evenly with, I think would be the ACC. And according to Matt Hayes of Bleacher Report, the ACC still is interested in playing the SEC. Because keep in mind, half of the rivalry games on week 13 are ACC versus SEC matchups. You have Georgia versus Georgia Tech. You have Kentucky versus Louisville. You have South Carolina versus... Clemson, and you have Florida State versus Florida. Those games happen every single year. So while the SEC East is the only conference that features a rivalry game with an ACC opponent, both sides have met in the middle and said, we don't want this rivalry game to go away. We want to keep this around, which would mean you could possibly see, okay, you don't want to play? You want to go and play on your own conference? That's fine. We're going to pair up with the ACC, and the ACC, in return, will say, okay, for our four non-conference games that we're going to play, we're going to pair up with an SEC team. That alone would then allow both conferences to have a 12-game season. And maybe it would be unfair because if every other team is not going to play and you're still going to have a college football playoff, can you justifiably say that those eight wins against your team in the Pac-12, or your team in the Big Ten, are justifiably more than a 10-2 A&M team who played four ACC schools. A 9-3 Auburn team who all, all three losses came in the SEC. Could you say that? 
maybe the Auburn one you could, but could you say it for A&M? With the losses coming to, say, Alabama as your only loss, but Alabama loses to, say, Clemson during the regular season, and they're both 11-1? Oh, but they're, they had a loss, so they don't get to go to the college football playoff. I don't think that that's fair. So there's a lot of different ways that this is going to go about that could honestly make or break this as an idea. But let's just keep in mind, this could be the smoothest transition for both schools to feature a 12-game season ahead. Because at the end of the day, one of their games for four schools on both sides of the spectrum are featured against each other. So it makes a ton of sense to have this happen. While we could feature the entire SEC and while we could talk about the entire conferences as a, as a whole, A&M's the main reason why you're here. So why don't we break down what opponents we could see A&M face off against in a 12-game all-SEC slash ACC schedule in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, let me get your opinion on something. Do you love quality podcasts surrounding your favorite sports teams every single day? If so, listen to a Locked On Podcast. The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows, plus every team featured in the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and of course, fantasy football information to get you ready for the upcoming fantasy season. Listen five days a week, subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live on LockedOnPodcast.com. As it stands right now, three conferences still have not decided if they will be playing an all-conference schedule. While the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are deciding to stay in-house, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, and I'll even throw in the AAC, as of this moment, still are looking at potentially playing outside of their conference. So with that in mind, there's a report saying that because of the ACC has four games at the end of the year against SEC opponents, maybe we could see a mix of an ACC-SEC battle. So you would play your eight games against your regular eight opponents. So for AM, that would be against Vanderbilt, that'd be against South Carolina, That'd be against both the Mississippi schools, both the Alabama schools, LSU, and Arkansas. But then those four other games, we could fill in with ACC opponents. So at the end of the year, if there were to be bowl games, maybe you do face off against your opponent again. But at the same time, maybe you don't. Maybe you get another ACC opponent. So, for AM, why don't we break down their schedule? Now, of course, they have week ones, week two, week three, and week six against non conference opponents. So, those are the weeks we're going to be looking at and trying to find a common balance between the two. So, for AM on September 5th, they were supposed to be playing host to Abilene Christian. So, to only make it fair on that sense, let's look at teams that probably are going to be in that same vicinity of that roster. For the all tense purposes, NC State plays Louisville. Both would be out because they're both ACC matchups. You have Clemson versus Georgia Tech on Thursday, September 3rd. They're both out. They're, mat- they're matchups against ACC opponents. North Carolina takes on UCF. That would be a matchup that you could consider. That'd be on Friday, September 4th. You move that back. Also, it'd be a very good matchup because North Carolina is a road team that weekend. Also, Wake Forest would be another good matchup because not only are they playing against another non-conference opponent in Old Dominion, they're also a road team that weekend. 
Then you have Liberty at Virginia Tech. That could be another game. Middle Tennessee at Duke. Miami of Ohio at Pitt. Temple against Miami. And Florida State taking on West Virginia in Atlanta on Saturday night. Then you have Virginia at Georgia. We've already discussed that one. So maybe you don't have to get rid of the Virginia-Georgia game because of the ACC would play against SEC opponents. But for the week one matchup for A&M, Probably the most fair matchup of the three, four mentioned, because I don't really think you could do Liberty against Virginia Tech because I think Virginia Tech would want that home game in Blacksburg. Miami, same thing with Pitt. You'd have to probably play Elway on the road. Miami, Florida, they're going to want to host, and they already have a matchup against A&M in a few years. Uh, Duke playing host to Middle Tennessee. They're probably going to want to stay in Durham. I would say the best matchup right now would be Wake Forest. They're going to be kind of in a struggle area because Dave Clawson's team lost Jamie Newman, who is going to the SEC with Georgia. I think the UNC matchup would be another good one, but keep in mind, UNC is already playing in Week 2 against the likes of Auburn. So you got to keep it all fair in that sense. I do think, though, Sam Howell who is a rising sophomore quarterback against an SEC defense, could only boost his status of becoming the next big name coming out of UNC and potentially the next big-time quarterback prospect. Now, week two, we come into a little bit of a hiccup along the way because while you have a ton of matchups where no one's playing anybody, you also have matchups where everyone is playing at home. So, you would take out Kentucky versus Florida because that's an SEC, ACC, I mean, that's an SEC matchup. You could also take out Mississippi State versus NC State because they'd be playing against the likes of another opponent in conference. But you'd also have to take out the likes of Texas at LSU, Tennessee going to Oklahoma because neither of those would be able to happen. And on the flip side, you also take out North Carolina at all, uh, versus Auburn in Atlanta. But. You can't have Louisville versus Clemson because that is week two is a week two matchup, and you also can't have Syracuse at Rutgers because that's a week two matchup. But on the flip side, also the ACC could feature Notre Dame, who in football is an independent, but in anywhere else is part of the ACC. They face off against Arkansas in week two, so you don't really have to worry about that one. I think of these matchups when you're playing North Texas. You look at some of the teams, maybe a Boston College with new head coach Jeff Haley would be a really good one. Uh, I'd look at maybe Virginia Tech because they're supposed to face off against Penn State. Uh, You have maybe Florida State. I think, though, at the end of the day, Pitt would be a perfect location because Pitt is traveling to Marshall in West Virginia. Uh, I I love what Pat Narduzzi has done with the team. He's kept them consistent. They're about a 7-5, 6-6 win team. North Texas is about a 7-5, 6-6 win team. I could see this being a matchup where both parties involved pretty much walk away happy. The Week 3 matchup is where you have, I wouldn't say concern, but you do have the most to lose because this is A&M's big, big matchup. This is the one out of conference that makes you want to go ahead and look ahead and go, yep, this is the game we're going to look for. Because that's Colorado. So you have to find a team that has the same type of fan base and the same type of momentum that maybe Colorado would have. And you also want to have them play a road opponent to make it easier on the schedule. So in the ACC on week three weekend, you have Charlotte at Duke, 
You have UAB at Miami, both happening on Thursday, September 17th. You have UCF traveling to Georgia Tech. You have Akron traveling to Clemson, Boston College going to Kansas, Colgate going to Syracuse, Florida State going to Boise State, James Madison going to North Carolina, Murray State going to Louisville, NC State going to Troy, Richmond going to Pitt, UConn going to Virginia, Villanova playing, uh, going to Wake Forest, and Virginia Tech taking on Middle Tennessee at Middle Tennessee. This is a really good weekend if you're A&M because there's three opponents I think you could go after and all three make a ton of sense. First off, Virginia Tech's history. Justin Fuente needs a big-time win. They were traveling to Middle Tennessee that weekend. Just a quick move down to Texas. It'd be a really fun game to watch the Hokies, which I always consider an 8-4 and four team. The history is better when they're good. So I always want to see Virginia Tech be good. I think this would be a really fun matchup. I think the second matchup would be NC State. They're traveling already to Alabama to face off against the Troy Trojans. And Dave Doran's team needs a big-time victory. This would be a team and a matchup where you look at some of the stars from NC State facing off against a team like A&M. Maybe it's a blowout on A&M's side because Doran doesn't know what he's really doing with a quarterback situation right now. But overall, this would be a really fun game. But the number one matchup that everyone would love to see is Florida State versus Boise State. Not only is there history there because of Jimbo Fisher, not only is there history there because of Jay Sean Corbin left the team to go back to Florida State, but there's just so much between these two uh, of just overranking, overpower. At each, each of these programs sit and say, we're the best, we know we're amazing, we know we're great in our own conference, settle the score, settle it right here, because one of you is probably overrated a little bit. And to, in my opinion, since the Bobby Bowden days, it's been Florida State. Florida State's had two good years since Bobby Bowden left. You look at the flip side, AM at least has been consistent as an average team. And they have been boastful, but they've also accepted we're an average team in the SEC. Johnny Manziel gave us two great years, and since then, we've been average. This would be a matchup I think everyone would love to see. There's one more matchup in week six that we would have to plan out if the SEC faced off against the ACC. So who would be that team? Don't go anywhere. We'll be breaking down who it is in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and you subscribe on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and Locked on Aggies. We're talking about if the SEC and the ACC had an all-tournament kind of round-robin style where those four non-conference games, you actually pair up with an ACC or an SEC opponent. So, naturally, for A&M, there's one more game. And neither way, this plays in A&M's favor. Because if they were to wait until Week 9, which is A&M's bye week, the only team that would be available for play at the moment would be Boston College, and AM would actually have to go to Boston College. So that is kind of maybe out of the picture. But in week six, it's all SEC, it's all ACC schools playing ACC schools. Miami's playing Wake Forest, Clemson's playing Florida State, Duke's playing NC State, Louisville's playing Boston College, 
Virginia Tech's playing North Carolina. So then you would have to go ahead and pull out of the pile which team you would want. And there's not a lot to go from. Because, keep in mind, you'd have Virginia, the Cavaliers. You'd have, I think, yeah, you'd have Georgia Tech. You'd have Syracuse. I think you'd have one more. And that's it. So for A&M, that would maybe work out better because in week six... You look at the schedule for SEC opponents. It's Auburn at Arkansas, Georgia at uh, Auburn at Georgia. My bad. Alabama at Arkansas. You'd have Fresno State versus A&M, Eastern Illinois versus Kentucky, Missouri at BYU, LSU takes on Florida, Ole Miss takes on Vanderbilt, Tennessee takes on South Carolina. So you have three matchups where you could go against it. So three teams in the ACC which right now there are, there's Pitt, there's Georgia Tech, and there's Syracuse, could all be opponents on that Week 6 weekend. And maybe it would also play in a better factor, because then what you could do is in Week 9, we were supposed to have a bye week, you don't have that, everyone has a bye week at that point. So everyone has a bye, and we kind of reevaluate the season. So Fresno State, fair team, Syracuse. Syracuse is... A consistent 6-6, six 7-5 and six, seven and five team. The last few years under Dino Babers, you got to love what they've done. Babers has been a nothing short of a great coach from his days at Bowling Green. He's kind of on the hot seat right now. He kind of needs a big-time victory for Syracuse. I think that this would be a very even matchup. You don't really know what Syracuse is. You don't really know what Fresno State is. They're both possibly making head coaching changes. So I would go with this one. So in reality... What would a 12-game season look like for AM if we were to feature an ACC-SEC opponent? Week 1 for AM, as we've discussed, could go a lot of different directions. But to be fair, against Abilene Christian, I would say the best Week 1 matchup would be Wake Forest. Dave Clawson's team needs to make a statement. They were facing off against an Old Dominion team. Old Dominion is a 6-6, six 7-10. and six, seven and ten. Abilene Christian is an FCS school. Or A&M takes a bye that weekend. That would be the other option. But I think that in week one, Wake Forest matches up pretty well. They were an away team. So you could have them come to College Station. And that would be the Demon Deacons versus the Aggies in week one. Week two, you have a couple more options. But I think Pitt, Pat Narduzzi's squad is very talented. They've always been consistent. They're like North Texas. They don't play a lot. They'll sometimes get a bigger victory. They'll be in consideration for their conference, maybe here and there, but they're an average 6-16. Six and 16. Pitt would be traveling that weekend. A&M could play host. There we go. I think that's a good one. I think that's a very fair one. Week three, it's Florida State. It has to be Florida State. If there was an SEC-ACC rivalry to happen this year, and you have an opportunity, because Florida State isn't away team that weekend. That's another thing that people aren't realizing. Florida State was going to play against Boise. So they already have an open weekend to leave Dope Walker. You have the history with Jimbo Fisher. This would be a game that 
everyone would tune in for. This would be a primetime game. Fans, no fans, however you want to do it, this would be a game everyone would be super interested in watching. And I don't have a doubt about it. So I look at this schedule, and it pairs up perfectly for Jimbo Fisher to face off against his old school. Why not do it? Seriously, why not do it? It makes too much sense in my in my opinion. Week four for AM, we go back to the SEC. AM will go face off against Arkansas in Arlington. Probably gonna happen right now. I don't see it happening any other way. And if it does, they move the game to Fayetteville. They move the game to College Station. It all works out. Week five, AM plays Mississippi State. Week six, I would go Syracuse. Syracuse has an open weekend. You can move their bye week a little later. Them and Fresno State, you have really no idea what to expect. You already have Pitt on the schedule. So this would, I think, make a ton of sense. And I think it'd be okay. If not, you make this the bye weekend. And in week nine, Halloween weekend, you have them go up to Boston College to play Jeff Healy's Eagles. I think that'd be the other only option. But I'm okay with it being Syracuse for this weekend. Week 7, they would travel to the Plains of Auburn. Week 8, they would, I believe, yep, they would travel to Columbia, South Carolina. Week 9 is the bye. Week 10, they would go face off against Ole Miss at home. Week 11, they would then travel to the likes of, oh wait, no, they wouldn't. They'd host Vanderbilt, my bad. Week 12, they would then travel to uh Alabama to face off against the Crimson Tide. And week 12, they come home and they face off to close out the year against LSU. So, week one, they play Wake Forest. Week two, they would play Pitt. Week three, they play Florida State. And week six, they play Syracuse. I think it works out. I think it's fair. I think AM 100% would still go the same record that I have them going right now, which is 10 and 2 with this record. I think they're a better team than Pitt. I think they're a better team than Wake Forest. I think they're a better team than Florida State. And they're a better team than Syracuse. So they'd get all four wins. But if there was an upset, maybe it would be Florida State. And they do go 9-3. and three. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. And make sure you listen to the Locked on NFL podcast with Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock. The NFL season is just two weeks away and you're going to want up-to-date information of what could be going on behind closed doors that we do not have information on right now. So go ahead and give them a follow. Tomorrow, we will be looking at the superlatives and also what is our general thought on college football going into the final weeks of July. We'll see you then. And remember, give them y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.